This is Maxis Radio, this is number 200. Uh, that last hour was me, hello. I'm DVNT, your host of the show, I've been doing it for nine years. The second of our sessions tonight is a guy down from Scotland. He goes by the name of Texture. And uh, I'm gonna turn his uh, channel up. Is he good to go? Yeah, okay, shit, so... Shit, shit. Bear with us, a few technicals. So, if Texture is ready to go, he's going to be our next session for the next hour on Mantis Radio 200. I'm assuming, I can't quite see him out of the corner of my eye, but I'm assuming he's ready. Okay, next hour, Texture. What's up, folks? This is Texture from the Black Lantern Music Clan. Over the next 45 minutes, you're gonna get a little bit of spoken words, a little bit of kind of ambient electronics, a little bit of hip hop. It's taken from a, a stage show that I did called Ex Nihilo. Hope you'll enjoy it, something a bit different. How you doing, folks? Can everybody hear me okay? Is the vocal all right? Okay. So as I say, the, the poems I'm going to do are taken from a show called Ex Nihilo. Uh, it, it was kind of a play on words, the idea of um, Ex Nihilo means... Literally in Latin, it means out of nothing. It's a play on words. The idea was Ex Nihilist. Uh, I've been a nihilist for a long time. Uh, nihilists, as you may or may not know, do not believe in anything, we do not believe in things like morals, we do not believe in ethics. We're very much people who are into the idea of moral relativism. Uh, we think that, you know, the situation only applies in that specific situation. Uh, and it's a negative worldview. It can be a pretty negative worldview. Uh, I think, you know, often you find yourself a place to hide with nihilism. You can say, well, fuck the world, I'm not part of it. I'm not part of any framework within it. I'm not part of any ism within it. But I think really, when it comes down to it, we all are part of those things because we're all raised with different belief systems. And honestly, the main drawback with nihilism as a philosophy for life is that it really did try and kill me. Uh, you know, I did come close to death a few times just from having such a negative outlook that I thought there wasn't a place for me. And I'm not the only one. Suicide is on the rise in Britain. Young men, 
from the ages of 25 to 30. That's the most at-risk group for suicide. So, you know, we have a real epidemic of, of nihilism on our hands, perhaps. But I did manage to write one poem, and I opened the show with this poem. It's, it's what I found my way out of nihilism towards, and it's, uh, I, I call it heroic pessimism. So if nihilism is the belief that everything's doomed and that we shouldn't carry on, heroic pessimism is the belief that everything's fucked and we're all doomed, but we should carry on regardless. So it's mildly more uplifting. So yeah, this is the most uplifting poem I've ever written. It's about suicide, school bullying, cancer, uh, you know, those kind of cheery stuff, but it, is, it has an uplifting message. When the punch hits and your lip splits, keep going. When you finally realize no one gives a shit, keep going. When the darkness falls and the night crawls in on all fours and all the houses have their lanterns lit, keep going, don't stop, don't race, don't let the lack of light dictate your pace, just keep going, we have to keep going, you have to keep going. And when the letter comes, requiring only your signature to demolish history and tie reality around your neck like a ligature, keep going. Don't stop to ask for directions, just keep going. You don't have any other option, just keep going. Pick yourself up, put one foot in front of the other and keep going, you have to keep going, you have to keep going. And if life hands you lemons, keep going. Fuck lemonade, who's got the time to sweeten raw nature anyway? And besides, why try and deny the invigorating bitterness of existence? No, I say, savor it and keep going. And when they hand over the scans that show something growing inside and explain to you the painful way in which you're going to die, keep going. Don't stop, don't hide, don't try to visualize, don't listen to anyone else's advice, just keep going, you have to keep going, you have to keep going. And if you're standing on the edge of that bridge with your trainer toes pointed outwards, you might feel strongly that you should keep going. But the way up is never out, the way out is never down. The only way out, my friends, is through. Take two steps back and forget having to face whatever you're so convinced is chasing you. Nah, no, fuck that. Orpheus looked back and look where that got him. He should have kept going. And if they kick you to the porcelain tiles of the school showers and piss on your uniform, keep going. You get stopped in the street and robbed for your phone and keys, keep going. Rent's due and you can't pay, keep going. They locked you up and threw the key away, keep going. Because standing still is what kills you. Not every flight is a running away. And besides, if it's that bad, what compels you to stay? There are nearly seven billion ways to exist, seven billion perspectives refracted through circumstance, environment, and genetics, so explore them. Look around yourself, go beyond yourself, reinvent yourself, whatever you have to do to keep going. Swallow the pill, keep going until your heart breaks, until you make yourself ill, because standing still is what kills you. And not every flight is a running away. You have to get up every single motherfucking day and go and kick its ass before it gets fast enough to catch you. And every day you have another chance to do just that. Listen, the past is the past and the present will catch up fast, so keep going. Why would you stop? That silence is the sound of my Ableton crashing, but worry not, folks. In, in a moment, it will have restarted. So my show was about nihilism as a philosophy. It was kind of also about capitalism. We live in a very strange era of capitalism where it's hard to tell if it's collapsing or if it's become such an absolute that it's just gonna dominate our lives forever. Uh, I think that the only really sensible response to capitalism is, is satire, you know? Because we live in the midst of it and it's inescapable. Uh, you know, I, I became self-employed about six months ago and I became self-employed basically as a response to being paid so fuck all to do the job that I was doing, I thought I may as well go private sector. 
you know. But it was also that sense of not wanting to have a day job, wanting to drop out. And uh, yeah, I mean, the way that you drop out now is you become an entrepreneur, you know. So you, you can only respond to capitalism with capitalism. So there's no escaping it. What we're going to do now is just set up a nice little droning noise. are all closed down the shops will only barter for gold teeth and family heirlooms except of course the banks are never closed no they trade around the clock in silent algorithms faster than human consciousness can calculate that's why I'm burning all my money Taking it out of the bank Every penny or pound I can beg, borrow or steal Cause otherwise it isn't real I want to get the most liberating effect possible From burning all my money I'm burning all my money Cause the devaluation of paper currency Is inevitable anyway And when they call in all my debts What are they gonna do? Send me more red letters, more pointless pieces of paper Or put me in a jail cell for the crime of burning all my money Meanwhile, 
The food bank queues are long and full of mothers. The welfare state is being sold off to property developers and pharmaceutical companies. Everything you pay tax on is being sold at a loss to corporations which display the traits of psychopaths. And I won't stand for that. Burning all my money. Burning all my money. Burning all my money rather than see it bail at another bank that was too big to fail or line the pockets of another banker who should rightfully rot in jail. Because it's not like anyone's going to care about my lack of wealth, my empty belly, or my mental health. No, things will remain exactly the same after I burn all my money. Burning all my money in stacks and piles. I don't need an architect or a gallery to film or frame the act that is devoid of meaning. This is a statement about the futility of protest. It makes about as much sense as burning all your money. Burning my money is one in the eye for every two-car family. Every celebrity who ever appeared on MTV Cribs with a white stucco staircase and a grand piano. Two Porsches and a Ferrari in the drive. Shills for a civilization with no regard for the weak, which fucking champions mediocrity. I want no part of that. Burning all my money. Burning all my money. Burning it as a penance for the waste I've made of all its products placed For all the cancer I've embraced and every drug shoved up my face These sleepless nights and days in haze Long up in smoke, just like my money Cause you see I've realised Until it burns, I will never be free to die I light the flame and close my eyes this grey parade of days will cease if you can't afford them. So burn your money. Burn your money because it makes sense. Burn it because it makes no sense. Burn it like a Buddhist monk protesting the Vietnam War. Yeah, burn it like an oil field in Iraq captured by Allied forces. Yes, burn it like a wicker man. Burn it like a blunt. Burn it like a fucking torture victim face held over hot coals. Burn it because you will only spend it on things that will destroy you. Burn it because the things you own end up owning you. Burn it because you need more light. Burn it because you don't own it anyway. Burn it because it isn't a mission that everything in this system is corrupt and degraded. But it can still do one thing for us. It can still do one thing for us. It can still do one thing for us. Can burn. It can burn, 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 it can burn. burning all my money and I'm starting today I already feel much better now the decision is made I'm tearing up my mortgage and throwing it away kissing the wife and kids goodbye I'm walking into the scene naked clutching nothing but a lighter and a fiver 
won't see me for dust, for dust, for dust, for dust. You're burning all my money, burning all my money, burning all my money. Burning all my money, burning all my money. Burning all my money, burning all my money. So the other thing about nihilism as a philosophy is that it's very easy to subjectively interpret it as a kind of uh, a philosophy of power and strength. The Nazis, of course, very much used nihilism or the work of Nietzsche specifically in their doctrine. Because inherent in nihilism is this idea that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. But I don't know about you, but some of the strongest people I've ever met are the people who've been broken. I think when you get broken, you heal harder. Now, I don't want to say too much shit about the Tory party, because I'm down in England, and I know a bunch of you voted for them. Probably nobody in this room will give you the benefit of the doubt. See, I think Tories deserve fucking hanging and shooting. I'm quite hardcore on that point. But I like to seek out opinions that are different from mine. And I met a Tory in a bar in Scotland, and uh, he was trying to give me some advice. I know, it's a rare thing. And he was trying to give me some advice about my career. He was saying, you know, you, you need to network more. You need to be out there. You need to speak to people. Uh, he, he said that, you know, successful people surround themselves with successful people. He said, surround yourself only with those who exude confidence. Guard all of your opinions and hoard them like gold. Never disseminate except to share secrets of your success with like-minded go-getters and can-do yes-men. Cultivate relationships, always remember names, and never hesitate to disassociate yourself from the weak and the damaged because the stink that comes from them, it will contaminate you. They will drag you down to their inevitable doom, and that just won't do. No, you must think of your life like a private room in an expensive and fashionable nightclub. Never allow entrance to anyone without the requisite cologne, hairdo, and breeding. Well, I thought, sensible advice perhaps, but I can't follow it, let alone swallow it. As much as I might desire success or recognition, I collect strays, and I always have. See, me and my friends have haunted eyes and smoker's breath. We are inveterate liars and self-important dreamers with our misery memoirs in pen-marked notebooks poured over until they consume or ignored insouciantly. 
Listen, every suicide they ever knew was a high achiever. Every dropout paid the cost in ink waste and crumpled green philosophy. We were cynical idealists and reticent nihilists locked up in aphasia or silence or verbal diarrhea. Attention deficit, overdraft abusers sick from surplus of serotonin cashback. Abandoned orphans offering up love in great swathes discounted and often gifted with dodgy contracts full of hidden clauses and awful small print. Swaggering shut-ins and garrulous mutes. Hedonistic vapor chasers with literally no idea what it is we are escaping. Battered by exclusion from cliques of the functional, we walk past happy couples screaming, Seeing divorce inherent in weddings and suffering inherent in birth, we drag ourselves through awful, unoccupied grey mornings and derelict weekends weakened by the moment lurch, uncompressed and refusing to be edited even on the rare occasions when we are acknowledged. Me and my friends, <laughs> attend to them endlessly, rehearse repetitive iterations of my own failed strategies for coping with our insignificance and the implied disapproval of our refusal to participate or label ourselves contemptuous of peace, understanding and the tolerance that comes from those who would clothe themselves in the remnants of pulpits and church steeples. <laughs> I guess that's why I will never know how to win friends and influence people. Because I collect broken winged birds and bring damaged raptors. I pull splinters from lion's paws. I separate the jaws of bear traps with my conversations. And I'd rather spend eternity in the company of those society labels insane or unacceptable than a single second with any cunt who'd call themselves respectable. Thank you. Thanks very much. Okay, so this next one is, is about the end of the world. But it's not about the end of the world in the way that, you know, like a, like, like a kind of failed aesthetic for teen romance, dystopian YA fiction type of end of the world. I'm talking like factually researched, this is why we're all fucked. I decided to take the three reasons why we're all fucked and put them in a hip hop tune. Uh, it's nine minutes long. Uh, I apologize now for telling you that you're all gonna die, but you are all gonna die. It's a matter of time. This is how to end the world in three concepts. Concepts. Three little concepts and together they are insufficiently complex to express the end of days, the end of history. This is how it goes. Listen to me. It goes one, population explosion and overcrowding. Two, climate changing, global warming. Three, the arms race and ideological blindness. James Lovelock's Gaia theory suggests the Earth is a self-corrected system which can sustain in its peak a human population of 9 billion. We reached 7 billion this year with projections predicting 9 billion within 20 years. We already have the capacity and the technology and the ability to feed everybody. The inequality and wealth distribution and the political and military dominance of the means for wealth creation mean there are still children born only to starve. The lack of access to clean drinking water in Africa alone kills thousands daily. Population control is only practiced as a stick to beat the war with And even in our own cities the gap between rich and poor has widened exponentially for decades 
There is no controlling this, no replacing late model capitalism, let alone restraining it. The Catholic Church still censors birth control, and several US states still outlaw abortion. This population explosion cannot be controlled, it can only be observed. And as social housing fails and economic refugees break the chains of their nationhood to seek parity for centuries of inequality, you will not see balance emerge. Only collapse, only collapse. Because this is how we end the world in three concepts. Three little concepts and together they are insufficiently complex to express the end of days, the end of history. This is how it goes. Listen to me. It goes one, population explosion and overcrowding. Two, climate change and global warming. Three, the arms race and ideological blindness. Yeah, global warming was a false prophecy. They called it that to calcify the doubt in people's minds. It was a PR campaign run by oil companies and the banks which trade their commodities. Climate change just means extremities, from Hurricane Katrina to El Nino. They better fortify London's flood barriers. Just give it a few years and the whole city could be underwater. Floods in winter and hosepipe bans in summer are just the start of this. Imagine all of Western Europe transformed to Saharan conditions. Imagine the Sahara as the surface of Saturn, not just barren but uninhabitable. Scoured by winds hotter than kettle steam. Imagine the glacial approach of ice flows quicken. Picture an abysmal winter descending from the Ural Mountains to cover everything in glittering white like a flash giant. Imagine entire populations driven from lands not fit for human habitation piled upon Somalian pirate ships in their billions and set adrift on oceans which diminish and replenish as they are pumped with more toxic slop Imagine wind pressure so great it sweeps city blocks away Imagine whirlwinds, typhoons and tsunamis more destructive than any telethon can salvage No seasons, only collapse Only collapse only collapse. Only collapse. This is how we end the world in three concepts. Three little concepts and together they are insufficiently complex to express the end of days, the end of history. This is how it goes. Listen to me. It goes one, population explosion and overcrowding. Two, climate changing, global warming. Three, the arms race and ideological blindness. The weapons stockpiled in the average American home could facilitate a massacre. In the name of home defense, every garage space is an armory, every child of a Republican a potential Columbine. That applies in larger scale to our governments. Armed extremists issuing dictatorial statements through the proxies of their ideologies. The old words don't work anymore. The previous century taught us that democracy is just another excuse for mass murder and genocide can always be redefined. You ain't even asking the right questions like where are all the Soviet warheads? How fast is the fastness of Fazlane? How many elections would it take in a world of collapsed states before the fucking missiles come out to play? One of the largest standing armies in the world are the private militias we employed so recently in the Middle East to defend our strategic interests by sidestepping human rights and the so-called rules of engagement. Hired killers in the pay of born-again Christian death cult leaders and apparently they're the fucking good guys. It's a matter of time until the toys come out the box again. And after that, there is only collapse. Only collapse. Only collapse. So what will the world look like as the human race collapses? 
How will it feel to know that the mass extinction of billions is our only route to a considerably diminished existence? As we plunge over the population cliff, science tells us all species encounter. What will we manage to save? What will we hold on to? Nothing, my friends. You will turn on one another, and brother will kill brother over access to clean water. Those remorseless enough to survive will find peace, perhaps, picking over scraps and detritus in the rubble of civilization. This is not a recession. This is not a depression. These are the opening paragraphs of the final chapter. From here on out, it's blood, chaos, riots, and hiding from the falling sky. Everyone you've ever loved or known is going to die. You'll see them bleeding in the ruins, and you will walk past pursuing remorselessly, nor but your own survival. Nor but your own survival. Yeah. This is how we end the world in three concepts. Three little concepts together. They are insufficiently complex to express the end of days, the end of history. This is how it goes. Listen to me. It goes one, population explosion and overcrowding. Two, climate changing, global warming. Three, the arms race and ideological blindness. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. I said, this too shall pass. The human race wasn't meant to last. Only collapse. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. Yeah, this too shall pass. The human race wasn't meant to last. Only collapse. Only collapse. Only collapse. Only collapse. to the end of my set now. So usually that would have taken an hour. You've just gone on that, that hour journey in like 20 minutes. So apologies if it made no fucking sense. <laughs> uh, but we're going to finish off with the poem that kind of ties it all up in a nice neat bow. And um, I guess this is, uh, this is where I'm at now in terms of my thinking about things is that in order to get beyond the inevitable pessimism that comes from studying human nature, you've got to study the cosmic. You've got to study the cosmic, because that's the only shit that's going to save us. Uh, so this last poem is about that. It's called The Pattern.
okay. Modern science is a complex creation myth. Modern science is our most complex creation myth. Different particles combine with surprising symmetry, resulting in extended phenotypes, which perpetually experience physical change. Single-celled structures compound, coexist, they become codependent. And billions of years from that zero point of atomic stability, we worship at the altar of infinity, immune to the touch of neutrinos passing. Neutrinos passing. Our fusion reactors imitate stars Producing inefficient transfer vectors Fossil fuel explosions Harnessed to our expansion As cancer primes migrate from tethered animal To human genome Human genome Tool use becomes simulation Watch as different theories compete And suddenly Ideas are something to die for. Ideas are something to die for. But the membrane between this quick infinite second and the next, it gets impossibly thin. Light gets in, and it warps the observable universe. It warps the observable universe. Everything rotates in spiral arms, fractal pathways. Extinguished civilizations might litter our sister planets like a legacy of bad habits. Legacy of bad habits. The first man born, he called a primate mother, although his soft palate predated words. The first second passed without ever being measured. First second passed without ever being measured. A baby universe could fit inside each atom of your hands. Maybe we're just here to watch that matter cool and expand. But I know this. I know this. fundamental forces and none of this would have occurred no heat transfer no carbon matter reactions no carbon matter reactions we are the shadows cast by our ancestors walking in the footsteps of the great apes and the trails of the snakes the ashes of volcanoes and mountains and stars, we are charmed. We are such stuff as dreams are made of. Stacked atoms in symphony. All that exists or can be imagined belongs to us, and yet we leave the world with nothing. 
We leave the world with nothing. We are all part of the pattern. We cannot be created or destroyed. We are all part of the pattern. We cannot be created or destroyed. We are all part of the pattern. We cannot be created or destroyed. We are all part of the pattern. We cannot be created or destroyed. Thank you. 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 Thank you.